everybody? This is the Brokenness to Faith podcast. It's your boy, Marky Mark. And I'm Noah. Yeah, he's I'm Noah and I'm Marky <laughs> Mark. And um, this is probably, what, episode 20? Something like that, 21. 2021. This is the big 2-0 or the big 2-1. We're going to go through a mini-series. Um, if you've been listening before, you know every couple episodes, sometimes we do a mini-series like um, questions and answers or we do one of different religions. Every couple of episodes, just a continuing series. And we're going to be starting another one, as if we don't have enough <laughs> already. Controversial um, scriptures in the Bible. These are ones that we have uh, looked at. We have heard from people. We have heard from uh, online. Uh, just scripture that some people don't know how to interpret per se. I know that can be a lot of the Bible, especially if you're a new Christian or um, – you know, if you're not a believer, it's easy for you to pick apart one scripture and then one other random scripture. See, the Bible contradicts itself. Look at these two scriptures. Right. Um, but that's not what we're going to do. But before we even get into that, um, you want to give them all of our uh, media, email, all that stuff. Right. So um, you can follow us on Instagram at brokenness underscore two underscore faith. Um, we don't post there often, but it's a good way to get in touch with we'll, us. We'll start updating <laughs> weekly. We <laughs> we'll, we'll get on follow that. Us. We'll, up, we'll update it <laughs> weekly if you follow us. Um, or you can email us at brokenness to faith at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, concerns. You we just want to check that way more often. I, yeah, I check that almost every day. So please send emails. Amen. Um, and obviously, you're listening to this, so you probably already know how to find us. But if not, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, um, Google Play, just about anywhere you get podcasts, you could probably find us. So tell a friend. Um, Tell your pets, I don't know, <laughs> whoever will listen. Okay, we're not <laughs> Don't tell your pets. Tell, your, tell, your, tell the, the woman leader in your church, who will then, the women's network in, <laughs> in your church will just expand, and they will all listen to it. Our home church, a few ladies heard about it because we announced it to the congregation, you know, almost a year ago, whatever, and then we get ladies coming up to us, prayer warriors, we're like, I've been praying for your podcast, and I also, I send it out to like, Tons and tons of ladies. No, it was our moms told all the ladies in the church. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and well, all the ladies we, in the church now. <laughs> in, the, in our church services, and we even spoke in place of the sermon for um, one of our weekend services. So, um, anyways, we're going to get into it. Controversial scripture. Um, you got the first one there? Yeah. Um, also, we're going to be going short on these, um, yeah. a lot shorter than we normally go. Um, just because these will be coming out in December, holiday season, keeping them short. And so. it'll, be, it'll be one of those things, the next few, don't expect this every time. No, no, no. But, or but the <laughs> next few, it'll be a good if you, if you drive 20, 25 minutes to work, or maybe you only drive 10 to 15 minutes, um, we'll go back. And you can do it on the way there and finish it on the way back. It'll be a nice, um, easy, um, short listen. I don't know if it'll be easy, you might disagree. <laughs> but we're going to get into the so. first one. Right. Um, uh, the way I worded the question, though, I might word it differently. He'll read the scripture. Can non-believers do works in Jesus' name? All right. So the scripture we're referring to is Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through 23. Um, I'm reading from the New American Standard. It says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name cast out demons, and in your name perform many miracles. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart, for, depart from me, 
you who practice lawlessness. Um, I'll go ahead and, and share my thoughts first. The The interesting thing was a lot of times, like even I focus on the the first part of verse 21, where it says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, welcome to the kingdom of heaven. But the, the key is in that second part where he says, but he who does the will of my father will. And that's kind of what the, the clarifier is. It's those who do the will of the father, not just those who say my name. Um, a few verses I, I thought of was one is in James, where James says that even the demons uh, believe there's one God and tremble. And, you know, just because we say we believe is not enough to, to get us anywhere. You know, there's tons of pastors and evangelists and believers who preach and, and baptize and do miracles and all this stuff. And then we find out way later that they're not a believer. Um, I don't know if you might be familiar with this, Mark, but it was, um, I don't know when this happened. But yeah, it was, I'm familiar with it. <laughs> um, I, it was recent, but the the main um, singer of like Hillsong or like one of the main leaders. Yeah, one, one, one of the worship leaders. Yeah, like came out just recently as not being a believer. And even though he wrote all these great songs that you know a lot of churches use today, he wasn't a believer in doing all that. And it's kind of an interesting thing that, you know, I, I think there are people who are not saved in the sense, but still do things in the name of Jesus and still actually have some, I don't know, effect or power, whatever you want to say. But... I, I do think we see that. Another interesting verse is John chapter 6, verse 28 through 29, where um, the disciples are talking with Jesus, and it says, Therefore they said to him, What shall we do so that we may work the works of God? And Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God that you believe in him whom he has sent. Um, so the key, like I said, is just is, is knowing who Jesus actually is. It's the faith. It's, it's the relationship factor of it, not just saying, I believe, I believe, and, you know, that's not enough. Even right. though you can still do some works, in a sense, in the name, it's not enough. How many televangelists probably um, led to people led people to getting saved, Right. yet they themselves, I'm not talking about just ones we see on TV, unless there is proven fact, of course, that they got caught doing something wrong or whatever, just because... They run a mega church. Side note: doesn't mean they're a bad pastor. Right. Just because they drive a fancy car doesn't mean they're shady. If you work at a church of, you know, fifty people, you're most likely going to make less money than you pastoring a church, a multi-campus church of five thousand people. You got a lot more on your shoulders. So when they roll up in like a Rolls Royce or something nice, that's how they want to spend their money. But I don't think that's shady. And a lot of mega church drivers, they probably write their own books. They probably do something where they create extra avenue. So, I mean, of course, they might have a nicer living, but that doesn't mean uh, they're not believers. Right. But that's a side note. But the scripture I want to use um, is in Philippians 1, and it's verses 15 through 18. When me and Noah were going through our notes, I asked him what verses you have, and he told me, and I'm like, good. That's not <laughs> I need it. Um, Apostle Paul, he said, it is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am here. I am put here for the defense of the gospel. But the former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, 
not sincerely supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I am in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. See notes on that. The overarching point of this passage to me is that God in his gracious sovereignty turns even Paul, who's in prison, and bad motives from some of these preachers into the advancement of the gospel. Right. I'm, I mean, I'm not saying he's bad or good. I'm just saying there are a lot of people who think someone like Pastor Joel Osteen is, is someone who people are against him, some people are for him. How many people probably legitimately got saved through one of his services? Pastor, uh, T, uh, what is it, T.D. Jakes, or some of these big-time pastors that people have some, you know, iffy views about. Some of the pastors of Hillsong, you know, especially right. the ones where right. Hillsong L.A. or Hillsong New York, where they're kind of like, you know, some people don't like their their very vague answers to tough questions and this and that, yet how many people have probably legitimately got saved yeah. in those churches? Um, go for it. Uh, one more that I just thought of, and this probably dates the episode, but not too long ago, Kanye West came out with his Christian album, and I've listened to it. I really like it, but I know there's a lot of people who are like, oh, he might not actually be saved. This might just be a, a, like a stunt to try and get into that market and whatnot, and I'm just thinking, like, well, regardless of whether he actually is converting or not, and this is just for money or, or whatever, it's still a good album that people in the hip-hop industry are listening to and are taking something out of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Regardless of what his motives are and whether or not he's actually saved, it's still impacting people's lives, Yeah, you know what I mean? Well, here, here's my final point on this. Because um, we're talking, I use uh, Philippians 1, but I want to share Galatians 1.8. For even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. I want to show the difference between these two. Um, in Philippians, the celebration of Philippians, and it seems like we're celebrating people, whether they're good or bad, preaching the gospel per se. We're celebrating the gospel going forth. But in the scripture in Galatians, it's saying, you know, if we're preaching to you a different gospel, it's all, you're a curse. It's like a, a blessing in Philippians, a curse in Galatians. Well, the difference right. is there's no evidence in the scripture, even Philippians, that the hypocritical preachers were saying false things when they preached the gospel. They preached the true gospel. And this verse in the Galatians, um, they were distorting the gospel. So the thing is, I want to say is, can believers do works? Non-believers do works, do you think? Yes, but it has to be with the true gospel. Maybe they themselves aren't living a righteous life. Or maybe they themselves aren't believers. But the gospel they have to be preaching has to be the true gospel for people to be saved. Right. For those good works to happen. But there are Christians who, who preach a distorted gospel, who preach a prosperity gospel, who preach things that that aren't biblical, and sometimes I wonder if that's worse off, distorting the gospel is worse off. I got this paragraph here I want to read to you. People were preaching the gospel as a result of Paul's imprisonment. Those people fell into two different categories. The first were sharing Christ with others out of goodwill and love. But the second group were doing it out of envy, strife, selfish ambition, and impure motives. These people were in it for what they could get. Things like fame, notoriety, respect and honor, authority and control, money and favors. They envied Paul's popularity, the apostles' ministry. They wanted to prove that they were just as or even more effective in ministry than he. The amazing thing to me is that Paul rejoiced at both situations. Why? Because although he knew that God would judge their motives, he knew that the gospel was being proclaimed. Mm -hmm. 
I know people that have been saved through the ministries of men that were later exposed to be false. But their impurity and insincerity did not invalidate the true message of the gospel. It does not negate the, conver the, the conversion that many people experienced when they heard of the grace of God and believed it for salvation. I think that is so true. Gospel right. doesn't get diluted because your life's diluted. You know, maybe in your mind, you know, as a non-believer, you dilute the gospel and twist it into fitting your sinful lifestyle. But as someone who maybe preaches the gospel or shares the gospel, they, their, their theology might line up in what they're saying. Now, it might not line up what they're doing behind closed doors. Right. I mean, there was a, there's a big church in our area. I consider it a mega church. Name doesn't matter. And many, many, many years ago, um, the head pastor got caught with his wife um, naked in a jacuzzi, which you say, okay, it's his wife. There's too much details. How does someone hear about that? Well, there was another woman there also. So it was him and his wife and another woman naked in a jacuzzi together. And somehow, I don't remember all the details of how it got found out. Eventually, he I don't know if he got fired or he stepped down from the church. This was over 10 years ago, more than that. Um, and you know what? Um, I bet you while that guy was preaching, I mean, it was a huge church. I bet many people got baptized. I bet many people got saved. Right. Um, I know people who have been there for years, so I wouldn't be surprised if they were there during that time and they did get baptized and saved, because I know they're still saved today, did this guy live a morally right lifestyle? Maybe for part of it, and maybe he went down a wrong road. Maybe he never did, but the gospel was preached and people got saved. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so to me, the gospel doesn't change because your lifestyle changed. Yeah. That, that to me is the big thing. For me, my final can not believe to work through sins. Yes, if they're preaching what the gospel says. If they're preaching... Uh, diluted gospel or twisted gospel, which many denominations do nowadays, then they're wrong. And that's Christians do that too. We twist the gospel around when we shouldn't. But can a non-believer do it if they're preaching the gospel? Because I know the main scripture was um, verses 21 to 23, but I'm using one from Philippians 1 that counteracts that. Right. And, you know, the last thing changes, he says, but what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. Paul the Apostle said that, and um, I believe it's true today. Right. And to speak to that point, going back to Matthew 7, the interesting thing is, you know, the these people are saying, oh, we prophesy in your name, we cast out demons, yada, yada, yada. But Jesus never rebukes the actual works themselves, only their lack of faith. You know what I mean? Like, he never actually said what they did was wrong, kind of speaking to that same point. If if the gospel is the truth, you know, it's still going to impact people, regardless of how that person is living. You know what I mean? It it What matters is what's being taught. You know, obviously you want the person teaching to believe it and to act it out, but as long as the substance is the same, that's what matters. You know what I mean? As long as it lines up. Now, my final thought, again, I have a million final thoughts. <laughs> not to say you don't have to be a true believer and you can still preach. I don't know why people would want to do that. I mean, unless they're trying to get money or something, blah, blah, right. blah. But I do believe if you have a sincere heart and truly love Jesus, I, I get the vibe. And I'm not backing this up with scripture, so take it for what it is. I get the vibe. If you truly are on fire for God, you're more likely to reach more people 
than not because some of these false right. preachers might have gotten people saved, but ha- but I wouldn't be surprised if some of them, when that false preacher got caught in a deep sin or in a scandal, how many of them maybe walked away from the faith? That's true. And you can say, oh, well, maybe they weren't saved in the first place. That's another discussion for another day, but how many people got saved, baptized through someone that was preaching the true gospel? I mean, not through them, but through God, but they got saved out of church you know, or wherever, but then they find out that guy was a fraud or that woman was a fraud, you know. Some of them might have walked away, but if you truly are on fire for God and you are truly living for him, even if you're not perfect, I believe you will reach a lot of people. And yeah, there are false people out there preaching, and they can reach people, but at the end of the day, if they end up in hell, you know, that's on them, and they could end up in hell. And the saddest part is they could end up in hell while people they reached out to hate heaven because they responded to the gospel. See, these people that got saved weren't responding to that false teacher, even though they didn't know he was false. They're responding to the gospel. Right. That's the thing. People respond to the gospel. And when you follow a person, you're not going to be saved, you know, because you're following that person. But if you're following the words that they're saying, you're following the gospel, they can be saved through that regardless of it. Right. The person might not have the power, but the power of the gospel doesn't change. So really... You can get saved through the power of the gospel even if the power in that person spiritually isn't there because they're living a wicked life. Yeah, and you could extend that even to the the idea of miracles and casting out demons and whatnot. Is Even if that person isn't necessarily saved or has the faith, if they're doing it in the name of Jesus, that power is still there regardless of that person. You know what I mean? And Because and, I think that's also part of the key of Matthew 7 is it talks about we perform miracles and we cast out demons. We prophesy, and you know it, it's that idea of as long as the gospel's there, that's the power, not the person. The person doesn't matter in the equation, you know. I mean, how many how many people in the Bible thought they weren't fit to preach the gospel? Right. Yet here here they here they were. Yeah. You know, wasn't it Moses who he wasn't like a gifted speaker? Yeah, he had a speech stutter, impediment and things like that. Yet God still used now. He had a heart for God. But the idea is, you know, it's not about the person. It's not about the person preaching the word. It's about the word coming out of the person. Right. So, anyways, take it for what it is, guys. Um, Make your own decisions. And uh, we will see you guys next time. So, this is the Brokenness Through Faith podcast. Thank you for listening. Subscribe, like, follow on social media. Tell your friends, tell your family members, and we... Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you have any comments, concerns, don't like what we're saying, think we're terrible, think we're <laughs> abusing scripture, um, brokenness to faith at gmail.com or message us on brokenness underscore to underscore faith on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, peace out. <laughs>